0: Hello there, and welcome to the Points of Performance podcast with me, Tom Blake. This is episode eight. This week, I've got Joe Chamberlain on, and we're going to discuss the menstrual cycle and how it can affect your training, whether that's in a globo gym, Zumba, CrossFit, whatever it is. Um, Joe, how are you doing?
1: Hi, I'm good, thanks, Tom. Thanks
0: for inviting me on. My absolute pleasure. Um, I've had loads of members asking all sorts of questions about um, this sort of monthly situation that they find themselves in. Um, so if you could just introduce yourself please Joe.
1: Sure, so um, I'm a trainee CrossFit coach and personal trainer at Train Manchester and I'm also a certified nutritionist through MNU. Congrats. Thank you, that's I'm quite not... recent. So I haven't been able to graduate yet because of Covid but hopefully when this is all over we'll have our graduation. Um, also um, I've sort of been on my own Sort of journey, if you like, from being a lot more overweight um, and sort of creating a new lifestyle through both fitness and nutrition. So I'm just really passionate about helping other people who are on their own journey, especially women. Um, You know, I've been that person that's had to walk into a CrossFit gym nearly 30 kilos heavier than I am now, and I understand what people are going through. When that happens, I also understand the feelings of, you know, trying every diet and the sun and failing at that and sort of how you internalize that as a failure yourself. Um, And actually, I don't think you know this, but interestingly, um, when we started talking about doing this podcast, um, I didn't know obviously who your guests previously were going to be. And uh, your guest last week, Johnny, is actually the person that started me on my whole nutrition Journey. So I worked for Johnny, and he got me interested in it. And I did the same qualification as him. So yeah, it's a really nice little uh, twist. I didn't know you having him on last week. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's oh, cool. To follow him. That's great. I mean, um, I didn't, I didn't really know that about you as well. That you've been on that journey yourself. Um, and I'm sure that that really helps you to, to um, relate to your clients.
1: Yeah, I think you can just empathise with where people are at and the feelings that they might have, and just the struggles.
0: Yeah, I mean it's scary enough walking into a new gym with fifty people there anyway. Like never mind if you've got all these worries about Absolutely. yourself. Yeah. Brilliant. Great. Well, it's not great that, you know, you felt that way, but it's great that you've you've you know you've come along on this journey and you know, look at you now and now you're in a position where you can help people. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Yeah. So let's dive straight in then. Um the menstrual cycle. I have loads of questions about this from you know all, my, all sorts of members and female clients um so what we'd like to do first is just talk about the different stages of the menstrual cycle um and just elaborate you know on what they mean sure so, cool. yeah
1: so I think it's um it's a really interesting topic it's not really discussed all that much um I don't mean in the public domain but I just mean just privately as well I think women Myself included, before now, uh, we we kind of don't think about the hormones that are at play in our body. We just kind of accept them, and they're just there. And for something that plays such an important role in everyday life, we never really um, take a closer look at them. So I think it's a really interesting topic. There are so when we're talking about the the menstrual cycle, we are the first thing to say really is just that it's completely different person to person. So no two people are gonna experience it in the same way. And the things that we'll talk about today will be pretty sort of general, but not everyone will be able to relate to them. Some people don't have the sort of same ups and downs in terms of how the um, hormones will affect them and their training and their mood basically, whereas others will really feel the effects of the hormones. So because of that there's quite a lot of sorry not a lot there's a lot less research has been done around it I think it's a difficult topic to research it's an expensive topic to research so it's it's quite lacking but we do know that it's uh, made up it's made up of four phases um, but really it's only two phases that we need to be sort of concerned about when it comes to training or nutrition so you're menstrual cycle starts on day one which is the first day of bleeding and this is your uh, menstruation phase basically or what people will call your period and that can last anywhere from sort of three to eight days but typically you would be looking at about five um at this time feeling pretty low basically both progesterone and estrogen are at an all-time low um your body's just at the point that it would be ready for uh, pregnancy that hasn't happened and so the hormones are just really dipped so we're feeling pretty rubbish for the first couple of days but also on day one the um, follicular phase begins as well and basically what the follicular phase is 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 your body it's getting your body ready to produce the egg so it's a uh, it's based in the ovaries and it's needs estrogen to um, allow this so we start to get an incline of oestrogen from day one and this is where you'll get the differences in people so some people will start to feel the effects of oestrogen in just like a couple of days others it might take five or six days to feel the effects so it's kind of personal yeah. but when oestrogen starts to increase that's when we get the really good um feelings we've got like more energy we um we're able to deal with a lot more stress that that kind of thing and how that would. So I know, you know, you're really interested in how that would relate to training. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. um, when we've got all this extra energy, we're able to deal with increased pain thresholds, increased stress. So we could deal with like a higher volume of training, more intense
0: yeah, training, which is really applicable when you think about things like CrossFit.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. So we can do more max effort things, we can start trying to push our lifts, this kind of thing. Um the energy thing is interesting because we've also got an increase in like um serotonin, which is like sort of the happy people think of it as like the energy and the happiness um hormone or um neurotransmitter, and that's linked also directly to melatonin. So we might be sleeping a bit better. And therefore, you know, we, we know that our growth hormone peaks during our sleep. So therefore, we'll be recovering better and um, be able to put in sort of a better stint in the gym the next day.
0: Yeah, also, all these things like tie into the other one, don't they?
1: Everything ties in. It, it, You're selling it, it
0: to me at the minute. Sounds pretty good.
1: <laughs> just wish you were been on that, don't you? <laughs> just, do. just wait, wait till stage two and you won't be thinking that uh, same.
0: I think <laughs> no, I so. felt stage two, actually, being uh, married. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes you've probably been doing it <laughs> um the, the other thing to note actually just um while we're talking about the first week so whilst people are, are on the period so to speak iron levels at this point are quite low as well um and like low iron levels link to sort of fatigue and tiredness so it's a good time to be trying to include iron rich foods in your diet, like leafy green vegetables, obviously red meats, liver, things like that, if you're not a vegetarian or vegan. Also maybe um, including a bit of vitamin C in your food to help iron iron absorption, just little things around that that can help boost your iron and therefore make you feel a bit less fatigued as well at the very beginning. So that's, so basically follicular phase takes you all the way up to ovulation. Uh, which is where your body produces the egg. Now, people talk about ovulation as a phase, but realistically, it's only sort of 24 hours, 12 to 24 yeah. hours. It's just the release of the egg. So it is a phase, but it's not really applicable. But just before ovulation is when estrogen is um, peaks and also we get a little flux or a little uh, pulse in testosterone as well. So obviously women have like low levels of testosterone throughout life. um, Much, much, much lower than men, but we get a little peak um, just before ovulation as well. So obviously this is in theory a great time to push for like a PB when we've got that little bit of extra sort of um, male sex testosterone in our, um, going through our system. Um, But that's easier said than done because ovulation can happen it's not going to happen on day 14 Mm. like halfway through people's periods so
0: yeah and also you're like it could this could happen on rest day yeah this could happen when you know you're just at the start of a program and you're not you're not really like conditioned for but I'm sure I'm sure you'll feel great on that day anyway
1: yeah it's just that it's just there's no if you're following a program if you just go into a normal CrossFit gym for instance if you're not an athlete you're just doing it or you're going to a global gym you don't know when you're going to get that little spike in testosterone? but if it Mm. happens then cool maybe you happen to hit a pb run you you probably don't
0: even know do you you're just like oh you don't know
1: and that's why i think people talk about it you might hear it being mentioned but i just think it's not really something to factor in because you just can't know when that's going to happen so it's kind of irrelevant it's an interesting fact but it's kind of irrelevant when it comes to sort of planning training cycle but um but the increase in estrogen also helps with um, things like reaction times. So it's all really, it can all link. If, you, you know, if you're a good coach, you can work out ways during this phase to include things that you know it might be better for the person to have quicker reaction times, especially like you're talking about before competitions, um, that kind yeah, of thing.
0: That's so, the thing I think with the, um, with the menstrual cycle. It's like if you've got a competition coming up, you can't really, you know, obviously you can't change it. Would you say? But you, are there any ways to sort of manage it so that you could try? You could try and look at making things a bit easier on yourself when you do get to competition.
1: Is yeah. Okay? So some some people can't. So some people do use techniques to sort of change their cycle with contraceptive pills and things like mm. that. But but realistically, I just think is even if you were in a po- if you were going into a competition at the point that your um, estrogen is low, your progesterone is high, or both hormones are low, other things would take over as well. So you've got, you know, you've got your adrenaline, you've got, yeah. you know, if you're, if you're fueled correctly, it's not the be all on end all. It's not that you couldn't perform. It's just that your feelings will be different. So you might not feel as motivated, but to be honest with you, a lot of that would be overtaken by, the excitement and the adrenaline and yeah. like, the rush and the cortisol and everything else that's being produced in your body as a sort of fight or flight yeah. mechanism.
0: Probably might feel a little bit rubbish after it though.
1: Yeah, after it, you might feel yeah. a lot. Straight
0: to Mackie's after it, I think. Yeah,
1: <laughs> absolutely. Everything you're craving. But yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just interesting. And I just think from a programming point of view, um, you know, it, it's a good time in that first phase to be introducing sort of higher volume things doing things that need a faster reaction time where your body can handle a little bit more stress, Mm. if you like. Um, The the other thing just to, just to mention um, again, there's not loads of research around this, but um, during, just before ovulation, even though it's a really good time, because everything peaks, there was some research done in America about um, ACL injuries and that they found that um, four to eight, it was injury was more likely to happen four to eight times at this point, just before ovulation, just because there's also another hormone called relaxin that comes out. You've probably heard of it, and it, it's basically to do with your ligament, ligaments and relaxing your ligaments. So it's just something to bear in mind that, um, you know, if you're pushing too hard, well, at any time, if you're pushing too hard, you could you risk injury, don't yeah. you? But it's
0: just is that because uh, um, is that released just to prepare the woman for pregnancy? that sort of ovulation yeah
1: so just yeah so just to prepare the woman for ovulation and just to relax things so that the egg can kind of make its way where it needs yeah. to go
0: i think i've had this um issue with female clients before and there's usually like um, a conversation and they'll come into the gym and they'll just be like i just feel a bit rubbish so instead of changing the program we just like usually tweak things a little bit so it might be we decrease the volume or the intensity. Um, and just look at managing it so that psychologically they feel like they're getting something out of the training session, but not, you know, it's not all lost because they feel a bit low.
1: I think, and I think like the touching on that psychological side, I think that's key because, you know, when our serotonin levels do decrease and, and we're feeling a bit low, you know, exercise is a great way to combat that, you know, it, it's going to help. So, you know, even when we're feeling a bit rubbish, we're not saying don't do any exercise, but it's just to, to choose the sessions.
0: Yeah. I think, like, um, I think if you're honest with yourself about how you feel, you can then manage your expectations as to how your training is going to go. So if you've got on your on your program, it says, right, I've got to hit 85% for this many reps or whatever. And you know that that's not possible today because of the way you feel. Yeah. You know, you can just manage your expectations and be like, right, well, I'm going to go at this instead going to make it feel really good technique's going to be perfect and that's it but if you go in there thinking i've got to hit it or you know i'm going to die then you're going to end up sad and you'll still feel like crap afterwards as well
1: yeah exactly it's it's just managing that you know working with your body and working with your feelings um Rather than against them, because, like you say, if you go in there and you, you push yourself to do a session that you you know in your heart you're not going to give it your all, you're going to come away from that being disappointed in your own performance, you know yeah, and that, and can, I, just,
0: that can mentally just damage you for the next one when you probably yeah. do feel okay, or you know in a week's time when you do feel better
1: yeah yeah, and I think it can probably be even a day t- you know it depends on the person and, and like I say some people don't have these fluctuations to anywhere near the same extreme, and, and they're able to they don't really notice a difference week by week you know they might notice a few little cravings or a bit of a mood thing but from a you know from a um, an energy and a training point of view they might feel great all you know for yeah, the whole gym. cycle and that then that's great but there are going to be people who don't feel like that yeah. especially my, ah, yeah. sorry gone on.
0: sorry one of my um, one of the girls i uh, train one of my athletes she there's a point and we noticed this as soon as we started working together like she'd come in the gym and i could tell straight away that something was off yeah. And I just, you know, always take it to one side and say, are you all right? And, I, and without even thinking, I just said like one time, is it the time of the month? And she was like, oh yeah, yeah, it is. How do you know? I said, well, once a month you'll normally come in and I can just see that there's a good 20% taken out of you. So, and then from then on, it's just been a very easy conversation. It's just yes. the weirdest thing to ask someone, isn't it? You've known for three months. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think it's a, it must especially from a male perspective, it must be
0: like a really oh, difficult yeah. thing. You, <laughs> you know, you know, cue someone on handstand push-ups. Mm, yeah, okay, is it your period now?
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I think yeah, especially from from your your perspective as a male coach, but the fact that you you know you noticed this pattern in your client and you it's know, a life
0: skill. It's kept me alive at home to notice this pattern. Yeah, With the misses.
1: And then, getting having the guts to address it, and then, like you say, now you've you know you probably got a much better relationship with this client having had, having have addressed it and being able to kind of work around it. Oh yeah,
0: it. she's a good one. She's game as. Yeah.
1: yeah. So it's perfect. But I think. Um, yeah, it's when we, you know, when we try and work against our bodies, that's the problem, yeah. rather than just accepting. But you know, we're talking about you having that conversation with with a female client, but to be honest, and. I don't even know what percentage I would give it, but a really high percentage of women I know don't track their own cycle. They don't really know that it just happens and, and they kind of like react to it. So yeah, I, I personally think that tracking your cycle is a good thing. I mean, there's loads of apps out there that can do it for you, but basically just a calendar on a wall will will do the same job. Just tracking your moods just so that you're, I'm just a really firm believer in you educating yourself about how your body works and educating yourself and, and giving yourself a break. If you know that at this particular part time, you're going to be feeling a little bit more lethargic. Um, and it's a pattern and it happens all the time. It's not an excuse. It's just, this is, this is me no, right now. It's not,
0: it's not an excuse. It's a, it's a bodily, pro- it's a process, yeah. isn't it? You know, and it, and it happens, it's, you know, it's unavoidable. It's going to happen. It's going to affect you maybe more or less than someone else, but, I think I think you're right you've you've just got to be honest with yourself and if you've got a coach be honest with them like yeah. it might you might feel weird telling your coach when you come into a crossfit class like you know I'm on my period uh, go easy on me today like just have the conversation and then you can yeah. get something out of it feel good and then yeah. come back tomorrow feeling better hopefully
1: and even if you like I think you know it especially especially in an environment like crossfit where you know, nine times out of 10, the coaches are really invested in the members. They really, really want to see you succeed. I think even without having the conversation, if, if I was to walk in to, um, to train and programmed was something that was like max, max effort interval pieces. And that's just not what I'm feeling, but I want to do some exercise. Then I might just excuse myself without even explaining and just go and sit on the bike for the time of the class, you know? And it, there are there are ways that you can still sort of
0: you've get got, around it. You've got options, haven't you?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Just, I,
0: it's good just to get, I think it's just, just to get rid of the the taboo of it though. Like, to, you know, yeah. because it is, it is one of those things and it's not a, it's not a subject we should ignore and it's not like one of those weird. So it's not a weird subject. It's okay. just like something that happens.
1: Exactly. I understand the awkwardness around it, especially when it, it comes from a male perspective, but yeah. genuinely it's just hormones in our body and it's, you know it's there to get us ready to to be pregnant and to have children if that's what we want at that particular time it's a it's a great process um and you know not not everybody it you know has regular um cycles as well and you know that yeah. people do have upsets so I think it's something that should people should be really open about it's um it's just a natural process that happens in our body it's nothing to be like no, you know ashamed of or um, or, any, or anything about it. It's not, you don't really need to feel anything about it. It's just happening, isn't it? Yeah. In you, so
0: yeah. it's definitely, it's definitely something I've, I've tried to open up to my, you know, get my clients to open up to me about, because, you know, we could, we could have bad sessions for half a month, really. Like if we get yeah. it wrong mm-hmm. and, um, you know, that could have a domino effect on the rest of the month and the rest yeah. of the training. So we don't, we want to avoid that as much as possible. Exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah, we've I think we've covered that like training volume wise. Yeah. Sensible. manager expectations. And maybe lower it. The lower think, the intensity. Yeah.
1: So I think in that first phase, like you probably can expect a little bit more of yourself as the estrogen is rising and you're able to sort of take on higher volumes but then after, sorry, we went a little bit off topic of me. (laughs) We started off talking about the phases and then I actually completely missed one. So I'll just explain the the final phase really, which is the the luteal phase. So once your body's produced your egg, then it's about preparing your body for the potential of that egg um, being fertilized and becoming a baby eventually. Okay. So it's about um, the, so it moves, the focus moves from your ovaries to your uterus and it's about preparing your uterus for, the egg implantation. Um, so this is where estrogen will start to dip off, um, and uh, testosterone has gone back to like normal baseline anyway. And then you start to have a rise of progesterone. So progesterone is needed to um, thicken the walls of the uterus and um, all the other things that go along, preparing our body for a potential pregnancy. Now this is where we start to change the way we feel. So our core body temperature starts to is is rising. So just after ovulation our body temperature will naturally rise. Um we start to sort of retain water a little bit. We've maybe got lower energy. Um, again we were sort of talking about how serotonin is peaks um in the first stage but it starts to decrease during your luteal phase and as we talked about melatonin being linked melatonin your natural melatonin starts to decrease as well so maybe sleep if you marry that up with the higher body temperature as well sleep might not be a great (laughs) quite so great um and the um growth hormone side of it as well then is maybe not not as great so this isn't a perfect phase um to offset um, just from a sort of nutrition point of view, to offset the decreases in serotonin and melatonin, we can start to include foods here that are um, that include like tryptophan so you 'd be looking at um, like poultry, turkey eggs um, if you 're vegetarian or vegan, things like nuts seeds, beans, these kind of things that have got natural tryptophan in them and can offset a little bit of that dip in serotonin. And then like we already mentioned, if you, if we are also exercising, which is another way to sort of regulate the dips in serotonin just naturally, then these things aren't going to completely eradicate the way that we're feeling, but they can help. So it's just sort of thinking, thinking about that and listening again, like I say, listening to our bodies Um the other thing that's interesting is so we talked about how high intensity is is good in the first stage when our body's able to deal with the stress um and repair itself well in the sort of second stage in the luteal phase you'd be looking more at um so I'm trying to put this out to not just crossfit so you'd be looking at maybe longer cardio pieces so if you're a runner maybe just doing more gentle longer distance running um your body's primed for using fat as an oxidation tool here so you can you can do your longer sort of aero pieces in a from a crossfit point of view maybe you would be doing more like technique work um again longer longer aero pieces when i mentioned that if i came into the gym and i saw like a max effort piece i might not be up for that but if i came in and i saw like like a 25 minute AMRAP or something. It's like, well, I could go, I can just do that at 60%. Like it doesn't matter. Nobody else cares how many rounds I get in that 25 minutes except me. And
0: that's true. Whether you're in the luteal (laughs) (laughs) phase or the (laughs) follicular phase, if you're a dude, no one gives a shit. So exactly.
1: And and even, even as a guy, like there's going to be times where you're not feeling great and you just come into the gym. And if
0: it's 100%,
1: you know, like to me,
0: sleep, stress, bad, bad food, come in, I'm just going to move because I feel like shit yeah. today. And so you know, those are
1: the times that you're like, yes, it's a, like a decent length arm wrap. No, you know, I'm just going to go at my own pace. No one's judging me. Just move. And whatever effort I want to put in, I can put in. And, yeah. and you say. I think
0: that, that auto regulation, like if you become like a more of an advanced trainer and you've been training for a long time, like three, five years, I think if you do start to manage that yourself, man or woman, you'll end up getting way more out of your training anyway and just to, like caning yourself to beat Dave yeah. on the rowing burpee workout and dieting.
1: Definitely. It's feeling like
0: crap for three days.
1: That's the thing. Because you're going to get people who, it doesn't matter whether you're, well, it doesn't matter whether you're male or female, but from a female point of view, it doesn't matter what stage of your cycle you're at. You, you're going to want to beast yourself and you're going to want to, you know, especially like CrossFit is probably more than any other sport that I've witnessed where people Feel that they have to train like six times a week. You know, it, it, it's. Sack that. It, it's just <laughs> the mentality that you get into. And it's just about that if at the beginning you're not ready to let go of that, it's just about allowing yourself to, to come in, but only train at 60% today. Or I'm not going to be pushing myself to max effort, but I'm going to move and I'm going to move yeah. my body and I'll do what's prescribed for me, but I'm just going to maybe drop the weight down and okay. just move through it.
0: I think training volumes like it's always a hot topic, isn't it? And you know, being in the gym a lot is important to some people, but like you said, like just, just come in and spend 30 minutes on the bike and then working on your ankles or whatever it is that you, you know, limits you walking out, feeling amazing for, you know, for round two or for the next two days of training. Like I do, I can't really talk, but I have two days, two days fully off anyway.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, we're all as bad as each other, aren't we? But I just think, and and to be fair, like I would never judge someone because you you don't know what's happening outside of that gym. You don't know what's going on in their life. You they don't might know need this it.
0: Is. Yeah, they this
1: could be their outcome. They just
0: might need to train because, you know, they they it, it's the release or it makes them happy, and yeah. you don't know what people are battling there. Exactly.
1: So I wouldn't, you know, if somebody's intent on training, that's great, but my advice would just be to just to listen to your body and yeah. give yourself that break. If that's what your body's asking for, you know, just learn to understand the signals that your body's giving. Like I say, if you're able to track so that you understand it, it just means there's no guilt around it. If you know, Oh, this is what happens at this time every month. This is just, it's just the hormones in my body. There's no need to feel bad about if I'm not hitting the numbers that I want to. It's, it's all, it's just positive, isn't it? And talking to yourself yeah. in a positive way. So, just being like,
0: right, I'm going to go 60%. I'm going to work on my technique. And then I know by next week, I'm going to be able to kick its head in and, and feel like my best self again.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think um, just all sorts of things. And, you know, if you, if, you, if as a female, if you are like going through a phase where you're retaining a bit more water, it's things aren't always comfortable. You know, it's not always comfortable to be doing like sprint pieces or burpees or things things that you just feel a bit uncomfortable or you just feel a bit self-conscious about so yeah it's that's a big part
0: we've not touched on actually and I think that that's probably one of the most common things that people will feel is that they will feel Mm self-conscious about being bloated like if they're getting if they're getting hot like you know and red-faced and that's and that sort of thing comes up a little bit as well yeah So, so yeah what I mean as a lady like how 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 do we manage that in the gym how do we look at feeling a bit better about ourselves
1: so I mean genuinely I think it 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 just links back to that understanding that it's a natural reaction within your body and not assigning any guilt or or any feelings like I'm saying there's no need to have any feelings around it It, it's happening to you it's out of your control your you know your body is producing these hormones and and you know you just have to kind of go with it but it, it goes back to the whole point that we're talking about which is to work with your body and not against it so yeah I would just say if it is something that you struggle with would be to track and to see and to learn for yourself the um I don't, know, I don't know the, the right word to, to use here, but just to find the patterns and yeah. to I just that's to under- with
0: the pattern. And then like, you can, you can look at your monthly cycle then, and then you can be like, it's back off week. I'm going hard next week. Yeah. I'm going to feel a bit crap this week. You know, and then you, and then you know, then don't you? you manage it? I think like ignorance is bliss for some people. It's like yeah. people who don't track the the scores. It's like people who don't track the weightlifting numbers or whatever the gymnastic yeah. numbers or the times for workouts. I think ignorance is bliss. It's like yeah. oh, I'll, I'll just you know, hopefully I'll get better. I won't track anything. Fuck it. Yeah. And and you just you know, you're just trying to you're just trying to get through then. Yeah. Ignorant. But ignorance isn't the best thing, really, is it? It's not, so but you it, can't yeah. really take control. At that point,
1: no. And sometimes it's a you know sometimes it's a handy excuse to, to be, like, oh well, I don't know what my max lift was, so I don't know if I've... it's a, it's comes from a place of fear sometimes. and yeah,
0: I definitely like, say as a as a coach, it's definitely an insecurity thing of mm-hmm. senior members where they're like, oh, I don't track anything. I might put your score in box, mate, dude, and they're like, nah, I'm not yeah. doing that.
1: Yeah, there's a difference between being lazy and not being bothered to do it and coming from a place of. Like you're saying a bit of insecurity of not yeah. not wanting to be accountable to themselves, what, what,
0: even as a coach. What do you say? What would you say to someone who who was like, not the lazy one, because that's that's a bit more personal. But the 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 insecure person who's fearful of 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 being seen to, you know, there because if you put your score down, that's your score, isn't it? And it sort of defines you on that platform. I think that that's yeah. what people feel anyway.
1: Potentially yeah so I don't know how it works it at 3D but we tend to take so obviously it's different at this point we're we're focusing purely on box mate scores but during the gym time you know everyone's names are on the board and we do take the scores down um and and I've not actually come across anybody who hasn't wanted to put their score on the board but if I did then I you know thinking around it would probably be that they, there's some reason that they, they don't want to do this. So yeah. I probably just advise them to make a note of it themselves at home. Yeah.
0: So that nobody sees it. Yeah. Part of it.
1: Yeah. Because I mean, on the flip side, you're obviously always going to get, you know, you get the people who are so competitive that they'll even like add reps on or oh, uh, you, know, you just, you, you just get both sides of the spectrum. Yeah. Those
0: people exist. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you don't want someone who's just, a, who's a bit insecure to them, feel that they have to cheat to make up, you know, to, to be comparable because that's yeah. not what we're trying to teach and that's not what we want, is it? Nah.
0: So, I mean, it's not about the scores uh, at all, but it's just a, it's just a nice measurement of your progress, isn't it? Yeah,
1: 100%. So just to be, so my, my advice would, in that respect probably would just be to make a note of it somewhere at home yourself. When I first started CrossFit, I had one of those like books that I could put on my oh, yeah. my notes and no one else saw that. It's just me. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, that's...
0: I think I've got one of mine as well.
1: Yeah, it's I think I had a few. red book. Maybe look back at it one day. I mean, I
0: use um, I use our boxmate system, and I, and I coach most of the classes. I don't, you and know, so I don't do them. So I use it. Yeah. Good for logging your open scores, actually, as well. Yeah, yeah, it's. Useful. Um, yeah, cool. Um, uh, right. So another one I've had is uh, um, the menopause. So a couple, we've got a couple of um, members who are, you know, transitioning to that phase um, at the minute. The finding they're finding a little bit difficult just mm-hmm. to understand what's happening to the body and and again like acceptance of it
1: yeah and,
0: and how it's going to affect them um, yeah. they, they, they you know there's a couple of symptoms that, that they've told me is um, like hot flushes they're struggling to sleep a little bit as well yeah um what other things have you have you heard of like with people going through the menopause
1: so um a few things so um When you go through the menopause, the oestrogen starts to um, dip off. So similar to what we were talking about in the the luteal phase in terms of, like you're saying, core body temperature (laughs) rises, um, your melatonin and serotonin is dipping. um, And so sleep will be impacted in that regard. Also, because of that, um, a lot of people who are are going through the or are post menopausal, um, they tend to have like lower, um, neat, lower, um, sort of. So, when we're not talking about the gym, but non exercise activity, yeah, that tends to decrease. So, just because they're feeling less energetic, really. So, just you know, just sit maybe, down, yeah, yeah, they'll or they'll drive to the shops where they may have walked before, or take the,
0: just, the, take the lift instead of the stairs,
1: yeah, just just little things, or they're just even just. But they're doing like less, how you know, housework or just things that we do generally day to day to move around. If you're tired, I mean, if you're tired, you're just going to want to do less, aren't you? And it's just natural. And if that's how you're feeling all the time, then your non-exercise um, activity is going to decrease. So it's being aware of that, um, and you know, maybe well, you could obviously it depends on the person's situation whether they've got time to increase their steps but it would be to have other goals things like step goals where you're Mm. increasing your activity um the other thing that um menopause brings with it is um a dip in um sort of like calcium retention so just just um estrogen basically is helps to um with bone formation and things like this so if your estrogen levels are low then you're at risk of sort of osteoporosis or things like this sort of brittle bones and things like that so including resistance training is super important if it's people that you're talking to already then they would likely be doing some sort of resistance training through yourselves but yeah resistance training is great for people who have been through the menopause who are of a, a certain age um, for so many reasons, but, but linked specifically to, um, the bones would be just to try and, you know, get your bones as strong as possible, include calcium, maybe even taking a calcium supplement if you're a, if you're vegan or anything yeah, like and that. Yeah. you can
0: get it through the means.
1: Yeah. So, so if people are eating a varied diet, it shouldn't be a problem, you know, but if you need to take a supplement, there's, there's no harm yeah. in
0: that. It's it's getting in you somehow. Yeah. What other dietary considerations would you would you make for someone who's who really struggles with a menstrual cycle? So, say like the the energy's really dipping, because um, like, we joke at, Like I I train a couple and we joke like it's galaxy get a galaxy on the way home or you know on the way home from yeah. the gym just to you know help, yeah. help her.
1: Well, actually, chocolate does have is a good source of tryptophan i forgot to say that that's probably actually should have put that at the top of the list above
0: too i definitely know that I, <laughs> i'm like i
1: know it i just forgot to say it so yeah obviously yeah
0: i know <laughs> that one because i'm, um, I'm a, an advocate of a full bar of dairy milk before bed every now and then
1: yeah there you and go I'm,
0: yeah and i don't even have a menstrual cycle
1: no, but you but it helps you sleep right
0: it definitely does <laughs> it really does i'm like oh, no. God, I slept mint last night it was probably that brick of dairy milk that i smashed <laughs> in
1: so um dietary considerations around the menstrual cycle would obviously depend on your goals but a lot of the people that i've spoken to or that i've worked with or if i look at my own um life if fat loss is a goal of yours then what you tend to find is if people aren't tracking their cycles and it gets to week three um where your estrogen is really quite low, progesterone is high, you're feeling lethargic, you don't really want to socialize, you don't want to necessarily go to the gym, but you're still going. Um and you're just hungry basically. So estrogen has like a slight um appetite suppressant. So when estrogen's low, we're we're hungrier generally. And what you tend to find is that um especially people who are on a fat loss journey they'll push really hard um, they're feeling good. They'll push really hard weeks one to three, and then week four comes along, and sorry, yeah, week four comes along, and they're just they just go off the wagon completely. Yeah, because
0: because they, they crash. They're just ready to yeah. like, eat everything
1: because they're not yeah. understanding what's about. T- we know we all know. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. We know it's going to happen, but instead of planning for it and including it within our plan. So, for instance, my advice would be. You've got, it's just one week of your life. You've done great for those three weeks. Why not plan in the things that you're craving, the foods that you're craving during this time? Plan these into your final week. So rather than being re- thinking that you're being really good, you've got your overnight oats ready for your morning, you're, everything's great, and you've eaten that home and you've been and done a training session, and then you're on your way to work and you're like past Greg's or something, and <laughs> you end up have going and getting a, a croissant or a yum yum or whatever is your thing of choice and that you way you have
0: you mean like a, a cheesy bean pasty and an
1: ice finger and a, nice
0: finger <laughs> and well, a donut
1: but even if it's just one thing even if it's just say a, a croissant or something yeah so my view is now you've had your overnight oats which could be three to four hundred calories for instance and you've had your donut or your croissant or whatever which is another 3 to 400 calories so why not just say to yourself i know i'm going i know i'm going to give in and have this this donut or this croissant so why don't i just make that my breakfast
0: yeah instead so of having the thing you were going to have
1: yeah, so instead of yeah, trying to yeah. be healthy and then you add all these other things in on top of that so you're having the healthy calorie or what do you deem as healthy food calories and then on top of that you're having all the things you crave I'm not saying cut out all the healthy foods because like, I'll come to that in a second, but it's just to include these foods and maybe replace, you know, if you start the day and you're like, Oh, I had that donut and I'm guilt free because that was my breakfast. And I planned that. Then those negative sort of thought processes around, yeah, Oh, yeah. fuck it. I've, I've messed it up now. I might as well just eat. all yeah. day." We,
0: we all know that total calories is the most important thing, isn't it? When it comes yeah, to fat loss,
1: but fat loss. So, so, First of all, it would be to include foods that you're craving, but but take out the guilt. And the second thing would be potentially during that final week, that week four would be to bring yourself back up to maintenance calories. So allow yourself, if you're putting yourself in a, say you're in a 350 calorie deficit for most of the time, put yourself back up to maintenance for that week just to allow yourself you've got that extra 350 calories to play with every day Um, you know I'm not saying everyone calorie counts but you could be just about you know increasing the portions of your food that kind of thing you know we um Mm -hmm. we talked about how estrogen's low so appetite is higher so the other thing to do would be to include more sort of fibrous bulking foods in your meals just to make you feel fuller yeah. so high,
0: high volume lower calorie sort of foods like exactly. vegetables that sort of stuff that
1: yeah you like, can eat I'm, a lot of it i'm a greedy greedy person i love to eat food so you know i i bulk my meals are huge but i bulk them out with like all sorts of like green leafy veg and that kind of thing that's yeah. like you say high volume low calorie and that actually linking back to um postmenopausal people their appetite is usually a little bit higher as well so the this exact point would link to them as well in terms of managing appetite um, by having...
0: Strategies anyway um for to yeah. for, for, for so like, maintain if you want to maintain a deficit for like a period of time having a week off after three weeks is probably a really good way of keeping your yeah. adherence up for you know three four months or however long it is that you want to be in that sort of leaning yeah. out phase
1: a hundred and, percent. And it being a planned week off. So it's not like you're saying, just eat anything you want and undo, because that's kind of what we're doing, isn't it? We're, um, when we go off the wagon, that would be what we're doing. This would be a planned week of eating a little bit more, including foods that you're craving, um, and then getting back on it.
0: Yeah. I think made. like extra few protein shakes, because all the good stuff doesn't have a lot of that in. Absolutely. And then you can, you know, it's like, I'm going to skip my normal lunch have a have a protein shake which is sad but then i'm going wagamamas tonight and i'm going to get the katsu curry because we know that that's like the highest calorie thing in there
1: absolutely yeah and Excuse those uh,
0: those little korean buns you ever oh, yeah, oh god
1: tra- like i can't remember what they're called chelsea buns or something are they
0: uh that's definitely one of them
1: uh, anyway they're lo- yeah that's the thing i think and and or even my, my other thing would be if if protein shakes aren't your thing, if you, if you think that a protein shake would generally, like a low-calorie protein shake, probably have about 120 calories in a scoop, yeah. you could, even if you just wanted to eat a chicken breast of the same. So it depends on how you manage your hunger cues. So for me personally, I, I don't enjoy drinking. My, again, we've you discussed the fact I'm greedy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's <laughs> like I like to eat. You need to so Yeah, so I would yeah. eat something over drinking it whereas other people who are just on the go all the time it would be like great this is super convenient i'm going to have my protein shake now and then i'm going out for dinner and i'm going to enjoy that with my family or with my friends and it's going to be something that i don't feel guilt around so absolutely yeah
0: brilliant Um, i like how that i like the tangent this went off on because it all does sort of tie into it doesn't it and well
1: it does tie into it how it it makes
0: it applicable to this part of the month
1: yeah the whole month you can work to your favor i think um I don't think I mentioned it, but but it would be when you've got the more energy and you're able to deal with the stress more. Potentially at that point, up your training, up your steps, maybe lower your calorie intake slightly. This is just if fat loss is your journey, not if you're an athlete. But um, you know, lower your calories slightly, and then you're giving yourself an extra bit of wiggle room for that final week if you do want to yeah. add in a little bit of extra food.
0: Yeah, and you you know you you increasing that deficit in a positive way, aren't you? By okay. upping your output.
1: Yeah. And only if you feel like it's something that you can, you know, you yeah. can achieve. Basically. And like
0: you said before, like everybody's different. Everybody's period's different. Everybody's cycle's different. How they recover and adapt in that sort of phases can be really
1: different. Yeah, Everyone, everyone's different in all really? aspects of life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Brilliant. Um, right, well, next week we're going to talk about internet trolls. That was brilliant, though. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that that's going to help a lot of ladies out. It's definitely, it's definitely going to help me out. Um, as a so. coach, so um, thank you very much for coming on, Joe. No
1: problem. Thanks so much for having we me. Definitely
0: have to do this again. Definitely. Internet trolls. <laughs> Internet but, yeah. trolls. Thanks, thanks very much for listening, guys. Um, and I'll see you next week.